Welcome to the Ringer Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to godly marriages and the trials we all face. Our goal here is to strengthen, encourage, and educate through the personal experiences we've gained in our 15 years of difficult bliss. We aren't licensed counselors or pastors, but we are experts on just about everything your relationship can weather. We've been through the Ringer, and we're still standing. Forever. Good grief. I'll just, I'll just blast it together. Okay. Well, here we are again. Yeah, welcome back. Twice in one week. Yeah, we're on a roll on this uh, podcast thing. So uh, you need to pat us on the back. This is something we haven't been able to do in months, two yeah. in a week. Yeah, and the, the reason we're able to do this is our girls went to a uh, Unite a Church uh event thing a youth rally yeah youth rally they were gone uh dropping off dropped them off last night and pick them up around midnight tonight we had taco bell yeah we celebrated we had nacho fries nacho fries those are good don't miss them but we also had a good valentine's day yeah we hope you had a good valentine's day as well we uh uh, we had a really good supper for Valentine's Day. I had to spend the day in the dump truck, so we weren't able to be together that day. It was our first to yeah. not spend it together. Yeah. And it was not fun. No, hopefully this will be our last one. Yep. That's my plan. Mine too. Okay. Maybe I'm going to be riding with him next year. I don't know. Or maybe I won't be driving <laughs> next year. That's what I'm... I'm That's I, our prayer. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that I'm going around the country uh, speaking at conferences. I'd uh, love for us both to. Next year, yeah. But um, we're talking today about something that I've always hated and will always hate. Yes. It says part two of our financial, well, series. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. We're not fancy enough to have anything like that, but yeah. part two of last week. That's right. We're just going to talk about money and marriage and how they... Uh, how they go together and, uh, you know, a lot of the, the common pitfalls that a lot of couples face. Well, it's money is the biggest problem oh, in marriages. by far. It, it starts there and it leaks into intimacy and then everything else falls apart because of money. Yes. Probably, I don't know, I don't do you know numbers, but like I'd say 80% of the issues come from money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rusty in his first marriage, that was an issue with them. Oh yeah, because he, you were broke as a joke. Yeah, we were crazy broke. And you had spending habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just like everyone else, accumulation. Right. And I mean, we've dealt with that ourselves in our marriage, but not to the point of, well, arguing about it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't something we couldn't do. Right. So, but you know, I I think as far as couples go, um, you know, they really don't discuss money that much before marriage. Wait, I have a really funny story. Okay, go ahead. I forgot about it until just now. But when I was doing the whole match dating thing, and mm. you may remember this story, I had a date from match, and it turned out to be a guy that I had known from high school, and he lived in a city or town that was close to steel but bless his heart he had gone through a divorce mm-hmm. and i mean we were young like i said you know they get married really young there and he had been married and his girl his wife when i guess when they decided to divorce cleaned his bank account out mm-hmm. i mean left him with nothing and i guess he never recovered that but when we went on our date it was the most tense 
thing because he was so afraid to spend money. Yeah. And our entire conversation, and God help me, it was a long hour dinner, but it revolved around how I would contribute to a marriage with him. Did you have to sign a prenup before your date? I was expecting a napkin with something on it. Yeah. But I paid for my dinner because oh, grief. Well, he stressed me out so bad. Yeah. And then he only tipped like two dollars. No, no, you're not gonna do that. Our bill was way more than that. You're mm-hmm. going to. So I tipped like ten bucks on top of his yeah. turd. Yeah. And then we went to the movie, and I bought his ticket because I didn't. I mean, that was already something we were gonna do. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want him to, like, start counting pennies right there. He had money again. Yeah. But he was concerned that I wouldn't be bringing anything to the table. I'm like, first of all, we're not a match. Mm -hmm. So don't be planning my wedding. Right. But, well, I got you, dude. I'll probably out-earn you right now. Just chill out. Yeah. But that was one of the weirdest things. I never heard that story. Really, it's funny. Bless his heart, though. I mean, he was a good person. And I had known him so long. And when we found out we had known each other, I just looked completely different. Mm -hmm. But he was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. And Good night. But I guess, you know, money does really weird things to people. It does. So once he had nothing, that's all he thought about. Mm-hmm. And I get it. But now. You know, I've always heard that. Uh, I can't remember who told me. That. It may have been my dad. I don't remember. But somebody once told me that uh, that uh, money and sex were two things where if. If you have both, you never think about it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then that's, all that's the about. yeah. Both of them are the only things you think I mean, about. It consumes you. Yeah, it does. I know. We know that. Mm-hmm. We had to let that go, or we would probably be in marital trouble ourselves. Right. Obviously, so. the money, not the sex. Right. Yeah. It does. It affects it all, though. Yeah, it does. You know, it does. Oh, I absolutely. And I think intimacy will probably be our next. Yeah. I know you're excited about that. I've always been I cannot about wait that. to see your notes on that. Oh, it'll be good. <laughs> I'll just let you commandeer the whole episode. That's right. You'll but just be a color commentator. I'll just go, yup, yup, the whole time. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, guys, we're, we're good in that area we're, too. We're, we're pre wired to think about, uh, you know, sex encompasses, you know, probably 99.9% of our brain. And yeah. You know, the other 0.1% is all other things. So, yeah, um, that'll be an interesting podcast. Yeah. Episode. Episode. Yeah. We yeah. probably could do a full podcast. Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. We We're could not, probably do like a 50-episode podcast. We'll probably get kicked out of church for it. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. So, back to the topic we yeah. have today. Yeah. So, anyway, money and a marriage. Is, well, money... Period is a great divider. Yeah, it's 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 it, it keeps the haves and haves not uh, uh, separated. Yeah, it keeps well friends from being good to each other. I mean, yeah, it, I, it, yeah, it's just crazy how how money can do that. And Satan knows how we're wired, and we're wired to love money and the things that money gets you or gets us and he knows that and so that's why 
uh, or that's one of the reasons why money is such a big deal in marriage is because it's a tool that Satan uses to divide the couple. Well, tell them what we just talked about. You can do that part. The whole temptation of Jesus. Oh, yeah. When, uh, you know, right after, when right before, pardon me, right after Jesus started his ministry on earth, uh, after his baptism from John the Baptist, the first thing that happened was that Satan went out and tempted him uh, for 40 days. And Can you even imagine that? I know, 40 days. Uh, <sighs> but, you know, one of the things that, that Satan told Jesus was, hey, if you worship me, you know, he took him up on a mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, if you'll worship me, all this is yours. Um, you know, Jesus you can, like, Psh. yeah, you can have every bit of it. Okay. And he does. Satan does the same thing with us uh, in in our marriages. And his goal, obviously, is the uh, destruction of marriage. Yeah, he is the great divider. And you know, his job is uh, to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And so, yeah, if if uh, I mean, if if there's any way that he can use money to divide a a family or a couple, he's going to jump right in and do it. And if your marriage is not strong enough in your faith mm-hmm. together as two people, that's yeah. one, mm-hmm. then it's real easy to screw you over. Oh yeah, yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. He's like, watch, just niggle here and there, and it's and he's got all the power he wants. Yeah, it's it's not hard at all. I told him that I told Rusty that after he was talking to me about the temptation that you know the rival between God and money has always been there. There's you know the love of one or the other yeah has always been there. Mm-hmm. And people sold each other yeah and but without even thinking about it, you know it's hey you're only worth this much money. And it's always been that way. You know, the Bible talks about money more than it talks about heaven yes. or hell or prayer or just about anything else. So, I mean, if, if since the Bible is the absolute authoritative word of God, um, you know, if it talks about money more than anything else, then, hey, something's up yeah, there. You know there's and, that's the I problem. Mean, there's, there's a reason Jesus said you can't worship, you know, God and money. We all got to start thinking, and, and this is not just me and you, but everybody needs to start thinking about money or holding its priority as nothing but a means to an end. Right. You know, it use it to eat, use it to provide shelter, but the extra isn't really worth it. Mm-hmm. Is the accumulation of the things and the stuff and is it really gonna make your life better? Right. And why put money so high up on your priority list? Mm-hmm. If it's that high, you're doing something wrong. Right. If your extras take more money than, or if you have to work harder for your extras, mm-hmm. you don't need them. Right. And that includes kids' activities and your technology and your homes. Mm-hmm. Right now, homes are just in this area are outrageous. So, oh, yeah. I mean, even a little shack's going to cost you a lot of money. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult here. You know, I think the, the root of the problem with money in marriages is um, it, it's not the lack of having money or lack of money. It's that uh, so many marriages are not God-centered. No, not at all. And they, they're more money-centered than God-centered. And, 
you know, regardless of what you're talking about, whether it's money or anything else, if God is not the center of your marriage, then, I mean, everything else is going to fall apart. Yeah. And, <clears throat> excuse Sorry. me. Sorry. had to cough. I know. Um, but again, back to, back to the whole Satan thing. Satan knows that. And he, and, and so he's going to use everything he can to divide you. Uh, and money is going to be the biggest tool he uses. So when you, you decide, two people decide, hey, let's get married. What you need, babe? I was just looking at our notes. Oh. But they decide, you know, yeah, hey, we are, we're meant for each other. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. The first thing that needs to be discussed is how you become one. Mm-hmm. And it has more to do with things around you and people and then then your money. Right. I mean, it, it's not just the two of you that you're concerned with. It's what you bring to this relationship, mm-hmm. too. So when Rusty and I, when we were discussing all that, I mean, it had been decided probably a month before we got married that I the job search I was on was leading nowhere because Mobile had nothing to offer me. Right. And he's like, you don't have to work. Yeah. Well, I had a house that we had to sell. I had student loans. I had a car mm-hmm. that I had purchased a couple of years before. I mean, I had debt, not crazy debt, just, you know, normal everyday payments right. of things. And we decided easily that that was our debt. Yeah. And I had student loans coming into our marriage. About oh, yeah. 36 grand worth of student loans. And, you know, one thing that I see today that's so destructive is people will get married and they'll have his account and her account. Yeah. And, the you know, the, the Bible says when a, when a man and a woman get married, you know, they leave their father and mother and they become one flesh. And, I mean, that means when you get married, everything you have, uh, I mean, both good and bad, you know, becomes the other person's as well yeah. because you two become one flesh and money is no different. Um, again, so many couples will have separate bank accounts. Yeah. And that anytime I hear that, that just blows my mind. Not only that, but they, they separate the bills. Like you pay for your car. Right. I pay for mine. Right. You pay for this bill. You pay, I pay utility. That, what is this? Yeah. That's not a marriage. No. I did that with all of my roommates. You know, we paid for our own things and then we split things. That doesn't work. Yeah, when we got married, it wasn't, hey, you, this is your debt and this is my debt. It's, hey, this is our debt. Yeah. And well, not only, well, there are a lot of second marriage, third marriages right. in this world too. And before you, these people get married, I hope, they realize that. But they both have baggage coming into it. Mm-hmm. They they may both have sets of kids that belong to the first marriage. Yeah. They have debt they had from that. But again, if they're going to agree to, hey, we're getting married, they need to agree that, hey, yeah, I'm going to take care of your kids too because that's what we do in a marriage. Right. Hey, I'm going to take care of your kids. I know that your wife may not like the fact that I'm contributing to their upbringing, but that's what happens when you have a second and third and whatever marriage. Right. You can't call it a marriage with division. No. You can't. That's not what that is. So separate bank accounts. That's that's actually 
one of the biggest trouble spots. Oh, yeah. If I see, you know, anytime somebody tells me uh, a married couple, anytime one of them says, you know, we have separate bank accounts, I mean, red flags immediately go My first up. thought is, why? Yeah. Doesn't he eat the same meal you do? Right. Why do you buy groceries and he buys gas? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. Dumbest. Yeah. So you've got one person that brings in a check that goes into one account. And, of course, they struggle mm-hmm. because there's going to be somebody, one or the other, right. that's going to run out of money first. Yeah. And it's like, how is that even fair? You both agreed you're going to be married right and you know while we're on this uh on this subject i would like to say that uh it if you're married it doesn't matter who the breadwinner is no um i, I mean, haven't won any bread they, in 15 years i mean for example in in our marriage at, at this point in our life our only income is from the dump truck mm-hmm. that i drive and you know, and no, there's not one cell in my body that thinks, hey, I should get more say over what this money goes to because no. I earn it. No. Um, because, I mean, every every dime that dump truck makes is ours. It's yep. not mine. Yep. And same way, if you were to, to you know, have an income. Yep. And in a lot of marriages... You know, it really doesn't depend. It doesn't matter what spouse is is bringing home the bacon, um, you know. But in a lot of marriages, the one who is making the money, a lot of times, tend to think they have the control. You know, yeah. and no, not in hey, this marriage. wife, I'm going to give you an allowance. You get X amount per week or per month or whatnot. Let's just think about how that would go over in this house. Oh, oh good grief! Yeah, only one thing about that. He wouldn't do it, but he also has a woman. That would straight up beat him. Right. Because, first of all, I work my butt off in this house. Yeah. Uh, He goes and works all day long. We don't get to see him. So while I'm home, I make sure everybody's fed. I make sure everyone's schedule is on. I make sure the kids get to school and get home. Mm Mm-hmm. There's so much that I do. I work as much as he does. Yeah, you know, I've always said, even when we had the the our retail store and we're making you know really good money, um, and I was up there all day. I I still would say, and I I admit to it now too, that you always work way harder than I. My brain is always on. I mean, I'm always thinking about what I have to do next and next, and you know, even just preparing a small supper for us mm-hmm. takes thought and my brain is not all together recently yeah uh, maybe because of all the stupid rain but no kidding so you know it, it's just no one in a marriage is better than the other one hmm. i don't and if they are it's probably time to go talk to somebody that will straighten these people out because you are equal in a marriage. Yeah. I was going to say, the reason one is not better than the other is because they are one flesh. You're, you're equal. The right. Bible calls you equal. Neither one of you takes precedence over the other. Right. You both have a role to play. And it's... You know that. Mm-hmm. So, just my... I mean, I, I get really angry about <laughs> this because I just, I just see so much of this go on. Yeah. And I see women... Not, not men. I really don't. But I see a lot of women that feel less than mm-hmm. because they are treated less than. Right. And that, oh my gosh, 
that makes me want to go up to I, I have to hold my tongue so much in public mm-hmm. but it makes me want to confront her husband for her yeah and well, you know, I got people in my mind. Right the, now. the generation before, like our parents' generation and and our grandparents and all that, it was a much more chauvinistic world. It was. And um, you know, for example, I remember uh, somebody told me a story about how their uh, uh, it was like their father when they would eat supper, um, and the father say he's drinking tea. <laughs> Or whatever, and if he drank all his tea and his glass was empty, he would sit there and rattle his glass with I the ice dare you. until his wife would get up and get him more tea. And uh, you know, tying that in with what we're talking about is, I think that's kind of trickled down into a lot of marriages today, where especially the husband thinks, um, you know, hey, I'm the I'm the breadwinner, I'm the hard worker, and so. You know, I deserve to be served. And, I mean, that's... (laughs) Let's just put this into perspective, though. When I did work and I was making a salary, I made more than you did as a manager of the store. Yeah. I out-earned you from the time I started my career and you started into... I out-earned you every time. Mm -hmm. And so, women... They get paid well, too. Yeah. It's just that a lot of females are taking smaller roles in the workplace so they can raise children. Right. Which I, I applaud. Because doing both of those would absolutely put me in the grave. Yeah. Quickly. It's hard. So, you know, women have stepped up into a, a more prominent role mm-hmm. than when our parents... My mom and dad both worked. Yeah. She made too. way less yeah. than he did. But... They both, they both worked, and then my grandparents, my grandmother worked. Mm-hmm. My granddad, he did until he was he hurt his back and he was disabled after that. But, and then my my other grandparents, he worked. She never did. Yeah. So oh, well, she did in a factory, but that was when my dad was little. But anyway, it I never grew up with that. I never grew up with the whole I'm man, your mm-hmm. woman served me. Right. No, I didn't either. So I don't, I don't understand that very well. Yeah. But I see it. I do see it. You know, something else that's, uh, that's big in a lot of marriages that causes some, uh, you know, some, some problems is spending. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for, I mean, for women, it may be shopping. No, most women at shopping. Uh, you know, for men, it may be, a, a. pornographic Hobby. websites it may be fishing it may be um you know and and really not even so much spending as hidden spending yeah secretive secretive yeah we've talked about that we've talked about secrets and how destructive they are yeah well this is the best example of that mm-hmm. because i'd say there's a ton of that going oh on. i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> I've, uh, I've never been the one because we were raised paycheck to paycheck, but spending on on clothes and on jewelry and on hair stuff, that's never been my thing. Mm-hmm. But I do know people that were addicted to jamboree, rest in peace. Yeah. But, um, I mean, their kids, they would ever, they'd wait for each little, what I guess, season to come out or every little, um, they roll out their new line every mm-hmm. couple months. And those mothers that I'm... 
they would line up yeah. to get every piece of this. And I hated Jimboree clothes for our girls. They weren't comfortable. Yeah. But, I mean, these, these mamas would do this and hide it. Yeah. And anytime you have to hide something from your husband, mm-hmm. you know it's not right. Don't be doing it. Unless it's a Christmas gift. Right. You know it's wrong. Yep. Secretive spending is very bad, people. Like, I know there's gambling issues, too. Oh, yeah. And with technology, it's easily done online. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's illegal. But it happens so much. It's like day trading. Right. That's legal. Yeah. But it's basically gambling, too. Mm-hmm. People keep it a secret. Yeah. So you've got... I mean, distrust. And it, your husband's going to find out. Your wife's going to find out. It's oh, yeah. going to find out. Yeah. They're gonna, I mean, all they can do is log into the bank. Mm-hmm. Where'd this go? Right. What's this from? And if you... <sighs> secrets. Secrets are so bad. Yeah. What else? Oh, oh, kids. Okay. Well, I guess it comes right off of the Jimboree thing, but... Yeah. Your kids don't need anything. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. They are fed. Yeah. Keep their feet in shoes that, well, I don't even care where they come from. Make sure their toes don't touch the end. They have good soles on them. Send them to school in clean clothes. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're fine. If they don't have the newest gadget, they'll live. Yeah. Uh, we waited for technology for our kids because uh, I don't like it. But at 12, yeah. our girls finally got a phone. And it's actually come in handy. Yeah. I'll, I will say that because we, we don't have bus service at the school. and Which is hilarious because my first phone was when I was in college and it weighed about four pounds. I had a bag phone. Yeah. My dad, well, I went to Mizzou, so my dad's like, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's five hours away without being able to get in touch with us. Right. I actually use it a couple times. Mm-hmm. It costs us like $30 every time I call. Yeah. But anyway, that we won't get them anything beyond their phones. Yeah. Because we can keep tabs on that. So, but I don't know that we've ever done like, do you know of anything we bought them that was outlandish? Except Disney World trips. And I will never be sorry for those. Yeah. I, not that I can think of, no. No, I'd, if your kid begs for something, how about some delayed gratification? That's right. It builds character. Make them earn it. Mm-hmm. Make them work for it. Fold a pair of socks and get a penny. Yeah. Chores are delicious mm-hmm. when it comes to teaching up your kids. And that's one thing that this financial situation we're in has done for us. Because our kids were always well taken care of. I mean, they yeah, they were, they were, yeah, I mean, our kids were born with silver spoons in their mouths. We didn't treat them that No, way. we didn't treat them like that. But, you know, when, when they were born, I mean, the first 12, 13 years of their life, yeah. you know. If we, they needed it, we were like, okay. Right. Because we could. Right. And it was never anything. It was like stuff for school. Mom, mm-hmm. can I have? Yes, we'll get that. But with, I mean, with the financial thing we've been going through the past few years, which we're ready for it to end, by the way. Yeah. Um, but with that going on, especially with the girls at their ages now, they're both teenagers now, and, and they see what we're going through. And uh, in a way, I think it's good for it's them. It's been great. Because... 
they're starting to learn to appreciate things yeah. that they took for granted, you know, long ago. And this is a really, this broke my heart when this happened, but we were on the way to school after Christmas. And normally for Christmas, we'll get them things that they need mm-hmm. and then something that they want. Right. And this year, oh, I usually get them a pair of tennis shoes because by Christmas, yeah. their shoes they started school with are just worn out. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be doing really well this year because they've learned to walk without stomping. But we were on the way to school and Aubrey goes, well, Mom, I've got a hole in the sole of my shoe where my ball of my foot is. And I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. Why did you tell me we can afford tennis shoes honey yeah and she goes okay but that is where they are now yeah and at one time she would have been like mom I just ordered some shoes off Amazon yeah and, and I would have been okay with it oh I've been mad that she used my card without telling me but I would have been okay with that yeah but now sometimes we go into the pantry and look for food to make supper with because we can't afford to go get mm-hmm Supper food. Yeah. And it's been awesome. Yeah. We've taught them, hey, pasta and ground beef you've gotten, you can make supper with that. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. Yeah. And if you, you've always got cheese, throw some cheese on it. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been a tremendous learning experience for them. It's been great. And I think, um, you know, I, I often wonder if, if God has allowed us to go through this for that purpose. I hope so. Uh, to better prepare them. You know, to be adults. Well, you know, coasting through parenthood or being parents is pretty easy when you have money. Mm-hmm. But then your kids turn out to be lazy. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because until recently, Aubrey didn't care about jobs. Now she's constantly looking for a place to work mm-hmm. because she's a spender. And so. You know, there were, I, I went to school uh, with some people who had wealthy families and. When they would turn 16, their parents would go out and buy them a brand new car. Yeah, I did too. And, you know, they'd drive that car for two or three months and get in a wreck and total it. Mm-hmm. And their parents would go out and just buy them another brand new car. And it was like a cycle. And, uh, I mean, these these kids never had any appreciation for anything they had. They're going to hit life. They're going to hit after high school when they do have to pay bills mm-hmm. and when they are their own adult. Right. It's going to smack them hard. Yeah. And it's a good way to depress a person. Yeah. So. And the, the sad part about it is the people I was just referring to, they're going to, you know, they're going to grow up and they're going to get married one day. Mm-hmm. And their spouse may be someone who didn't grow up with money and had to work for everything. And, I mean, you talk about button heads right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, that's where, um, you know, a lot of a lot of marriages has the... Uh, you know, where the, the wife is a princess or thinks she's a princess. And, you know, the husband may have had to work for everything growing up and she had everything given to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, that causes confrontation. So, I mean, I don't want to bird walk too much, but... That's but, part of it. I mean, getting back to the point, though, um, money is, I mean, you're you're, you know... Make your kids work. Make them appreciate it. Yeah, uh, even if you have a yeah. good income, right? Send those kids out. Make them start paying for things they keep asking for. You know, even when we were making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, uh, 
I told you numerous times that when our girls are old enough to drive, they're going to buy their first car. Yeah. And Aubrey's there. Yeah. I mean, she's she'll be 15 this summer. Yeah. And so she's got from now until 16. Yeah. Or whenever she can afford a car. Right. But with this traffic, I don't care if she ever has a vehicle. Right. Not at all. We are not in rural America, America anymore. It's so yeah, bad. Yeah, not, not in this town. No. So, I mean, I couldn't afford a car. I had a job. Mm-hmm. But there was no way. I mean, thousands of dollars? That was, whoa, not yeah. for a poor kid like me. Right. I think I already, I've already said it on here, but my first car was 2500 bucks. Yeah, my first car was a hand-me-down, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Mom right. and Dad got a new one. Well, newish one. Right. And I got the one that would only go 60 on the interstate, but I sure did push it. Yeah. I drove that thing until... But it made me appreciate nicer things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I got the I got the newish car whenever I went to college, and the mom finally got to get a new car. You need your notes. I do. You write so small. I do. Got to put my glasses on, too. You're getting too old. I'm getting old. My eyes are going. My hair's going. It's fine. It's fine. So, how do you combat financial issues in a marriage? What would your first piece of advice be? My first piece of advice would be, first of all, um, be together on all your decisions. Um, But more importantly than that, I would, and I'm guilty of not doing this, but... um, you know, we, I think we all underestimate the value of prayer. Not me anymore. And, no, not anymore. But um, We did. But I certainly did. And what, we, what I don't think we really grasp as humans is that we have a direct line of communication yeah. with the person that created everything. It's always open. Always open. And, you know, you may think that God is too busy to be interested in this or that or whatever. But, you know, when you have financial decisions to make in your marriage, man, take it before God before you do anything. We're guilty of quickly asking for, well, I don't know if it's favor or to give us uh, the right move to make. Yeah. We would quickly ask, but then we would make the we'd do it. Right. No matter if we had felt like we had gotten an answer. Yeah. I w- in fact, I would go so far as to say that the lack of prayer is is the reason we're in the position it we're is. in now. It absolutely is because we would we would say things like you know let me let us know yeah. if we're doing the right thing and then we would do it. Right. And we wouldn't like, even wait for an oh, answer. So we're in recovery mode now that we didn't wait for an answer. And I'm not talking about years worth. Yeah. He's going to give you an answer pretty quickly if you just, if you're patient. Mm-hmm. It's his timing. It, it has nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us. Right. So go absolutely pray about your money. Yeah. I mean, definitely pray about it. And uh, because God is interested. And you don't always have this, have to have a momentous decision that you need to be praying about. Right. Pray about it every morning. Pray mm-hmm. about it every night before you go to sleep. Yeah. You know, let us make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Help us make the right decisions. Yeah. Even if you don't have any to make. Right. Because you need him 
everywhere and every part of your life, especially your money. Right. You know, in the Bible, in Matthew, it says, um, you know, if you seek God first above everything, then he's going to make sure you've got what you need. Yeah. And I'm... You know, that's something that we're living right now. You know, that I don't even, I can't, and I've lived this out for the past year at least, but I can't remember the passage exactly, but the whole, he provides for the birds. Yeah. He provides for, he provides for everything yeah. you see. Right. And you're more important than that. Yeah. He's going to provide for you because you are his. Mm-hmm. And he cares for his children. Right. Whether they want him or not, mm-hmm. he cares for his children. So always go to him first for your decisions. For, for anything that's top in your marriage, and it's always going to be money, mm-hmm. because the problems from there, that's where you'll have the rest of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think just about all marital problems stem from money. I do, too. So my number one advice, mm-hmm. I say pray about everything. So... I'm good with that. Yeah. But my number one advice comes from years of watching my parents do this. But if your money and the distribution of it is your main problem, sit down with a ledger that you can buy at Walmart. You have to dig for it because no one uses them anymore. Pen to paper, make out a budget. Mm -hmm. Find out where your money goes every month. Yeah. Every dollar needs to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. And it, most people are on salary. So, you know, not hourly work like you are. Right. So they have a better idea of exactly what comes in every month. You should be able to find out what goes out and what's left over. Mm-hmm. And whatever is left over, first of all, if more is going out than you want, get rid of that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you have extra delegate good stuff for that extra Mm. always have a goal for what you have left over yeah I mean if you want it to grow in your bank account that's fine I'm I'm more on the generous give to other side yeah we don't need it you know let me let me interject here real quick and say that I mean though I completely agree with everything you just said um the first 10 percent oh yeah always goes to God. Well, that's in your budget. Yeah. I mean, that's... For us, that's always been... I mean... Yeah. But that... But in your marriage and, and when you're doing your budget, that should be a non-negotiable. Yeah. We never did. Um, you never did? Never did negotiate. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. But uh, anyway, I just want to throw that in there. No, we always... I mean, even when I was a kid... Mm-hmm. You know, I tied when I didn't even have money. Yeah. If I had pocket change, it went into an envelope with my name on it, and it went into the plate. You know, back when uh, back when we were doing really well, you know, and we gave a ton of money away, and, and we gave a lot of it to church, and so we didn't really even, you know, we didn't have a budget back then. No. Because um, we didn't need a budget, and or I didn't think we needed it a budget. Always, it always came in. It's yeah, always we just always in. had money. And, uh, and so giving wasn't an issue for us, but, you know, lately... It's been, and and I'm just being totally honest and transparent here. Lately, it's been really, really hard to tithe. Yeah. And uh, and I say that because it's it's a lack of trusting God mm-hmm. on my part, mm-hmm. um, because the Bible is full of of scripture that says, 
you know, hey, if if you know if you give to God, then that's what He's going to use to measure, uh, you know, what He gives back to you, your blessings, and and how yeah. things work out that way. And you know, when when you got, you know, when you log into your bank account, you know, and you've got a thousand dollars in yeah. there, um, and and you've got fifteen hundred bucks worth of bills coming mm-hmm. out or whatnot, and and you think, you know, and you get paid. These are totally actual numbers. <laughs> yeah, serious. Uh, you know, for example, you know, we're, um, you know, I logged into our bank this morning just to make sure we had money so we could buy some dog food today. And, uh, <laughs> gotta keep those kids <laughs> serious. And, uh, and I'm gonna be getting paid Tuesday, and my check's gonna be 7200 bucks, roughly. And, you know, so out of that, I start subtracting all of our bills, all the stuff that's going to come out, and then I think, well, wait a minute, the first seven hundred and twenty yeah. goes to God. Yeah, it does. And you know, when you're on a finite income, ten yeah. percent is a huge percentage. Yeah, it is. And even though my flesh says, "Man, don't tie that money," you know, we could use that on groceries, or we could use it on whatever. Um, you know, again, it's it's a whole trust thing, and you know, as bad as my fallen fleshly body doesn't want to let go of that. Um, Your wife hands you a checkbook and says, "Yeah, I'm serious." I know. Well, it's the, the here's how you can be really different in a marriage and still be the same same flesh mm-hmm. because I, I trust you as our leader. Mm-hmm. I do. I always have. Yeah. But God also talks to me directly. Yeah. I mean, we, we have different relationships with God and mm-hmm. the, because we're different people, just so y'all know. But when we are paid, my first inclination is to write a check. Yeah. That's the first thing I think about because I trust him. Mm-hmm. I trust him more than anything. Yeah. And I'm supposed to. Yeah. So I feel like I finally, after 40, almost 44 years, have gotten where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And he, you're coming up behind. Yeah. Behind me, not right. behind. No, me. I know. You know, okay. I know what you mean. I want to make sure they know. Yeah. But he's, you're getting there. Mm. And I think it's my job as your wife to lead you there. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of people that don't feel the same way about the the role of a wife, but yeah. I feel like you hold it withholding mm-hmm. that tithing is a great sin. Yeah, and I'm not allowed, or I'm not supposed to allow you to sin. Right. And so, as my job, yeah, and I do really well at any job I do. Yeah, I'm going to do the, my job as a wife mm-hmm. better than anything else. And so, any time that I see that your trust is slipping, yeah, the first my first thought is take over. Yeah, show him. Show him that we're not going to do this. We're going to have to tie. You know, and the reason I bring this up is because I have a really strong feeling I'm not the only one that oh, no. struggles with this. Well, we know that most people in a church, mm-hmm. members, it's, really, I guess it's just members that we should talk about. Because yeah. they're the ones that are supposed to be giving to their home church. They don't tithe. Yeah. Tithing is only done by like two percent of the church. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. You know the percentages. Yep. And for us, two percent to carry the entire church mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. So I feel like we have. I mean, that's something we have to do. Mm-hmm. 
Our church is huge. Yeah. Two percent still not very big. Well, you know, in the book of Malachi, it's the only place in the Bible where God tells you to test him. And that's what it's with, the tithing. And he's saying, hey, you know, if, uh, you know, this this one thing, you tithe, you test me and you watch what happens. Mm -hmm. If you're obedient to me and you tithe 10%, you know, right off the top, um, you know, watch what I do. See, I'm not one to test God because I'm smarter than that. Yeah. But he tells us to. But he tells us to. And, uh, you know, one problem we run into, or at least I run into, is... You know, we're, we're in such an instant gratification culture yeah. that, you know, if if I write a tithe check for $720 on Sunday, <laughs> I'm wanting to see the return You're on like, Monday. Woo, we won the lottery today. You know, um, but that's not how God works. Uh-uh. And, you know, we've been uh, we've been faithful with our tithing uh, for however long now. I mean, but we went... How many years without a real income, with actually bringing any money? Two years? Oh, at least, yeah. So, for two years, we would give, we'd still give, but it was one of those, you know, we are getting any money. I'd throw a 20 in there yeah. or something like that. And our kids, oh my gosh, they watched every time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we are being the worst examples of how to live through this. Yeah. But, I mean, at the, at the time, we're like, we're not getting any money. Right. So we don't, you know, we don't have ten percent. We have to tithe, but that's and, that's and, not a good attitude. True, but biblically that is correct. I know that, but uh, remember, <laughs> yeah, he has. We have been very favored, yeah, for some reason, and so I, I'll continue. Yeah, and that's how we should have been anyway. Look, y'all just got a sermon. Yeah, you did a whole sermon. That's right. You're welcome. Yeah, for y'all that don't go to church. Get off your butts on Sunday and get in church. Mm-hmm. You need to hear this from somebody other than these two people right here. Yeah. People that have been trained to teach you and beat you up, get into church. That's another freebie. <laughs> <laughs> lucky. Yeah. It's your lucky day. It is. It's Saturday. Same. I'm on fire. We're getting all kinds of free information. Okay. So, we need to get back to money and marriage. Yes. I guess that we haven't really left that, but is there any other way? Okay. We talked about separate accounts. We mm-hmm. talked about secretive spending. We right. talked about kids costing a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Kids do. They're like, I think that the uh, estimate is like 300 a kid, 300,000 a kid. I wouldn't doubt it. All you with five kids, you are some crazy people. Yeah. You must have a really good sense of your money because mm-hmm. that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Is there anything else that we need to touch on? Let me look and see if I got any notes on that. See. Okay. Who, there's quite a few people on positive that have gone through the Dave Ramsey. Oh, Financial Peace University. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, honestly, just, just to be completely honest, he has a very good plan. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little upside down where you have to pay to join this plan when you're already in financial trouble. Right. But... What he does, I'm just going to tell you, he tells you to take your smallest debt mm-hmm. after you do your budget, take your smallest debt, pay it off, keep paying every, until you get to your biggest debt, yeah. which would be probably a house. Right. Minimum payments on the rest. Right. Just pay it all off and you're debt free really quickly. You really are. If you want to go through his, what's it called? Financial piece. Right. You can find it on his website. I. Uh, 
we had a, I don't know. We never had to worry about it. Right. Because we never had debt. Right. We never even used credit cards until our businesses needed. Right. And everything that we are indebted to on a credit card is all business. Mm -hmm. Every single penny. Yeah. But it's all tied to our names. Right. So whatever, we're screwed. So, um, and that's another thing we should talk about is credit cards. Yeah. If you don't need them, don't get them. Don't worry about credit scores. Yeah. That's the well, dumbest. Finish, finish what you're talking what about first. Talking? Okay, Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Okay. So, that's a, if you have debt that you need to get rid of, mm -hmm. I can recommend him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I just feel like it's common sense because it's how I was raised anyway, mm -hmm. to stay out of debt, stay off credit cards. Right. Pay off your smallest and you know everything right, right and then so he's that's what he's teaching mm -hmm. so if you have if you need someone to walk you through debt well getting rid of debt, yeah if you don't that's have a good program i was gonna say if you don't have the discipline um to do a plan like that on your own then yeah i do highly recommend dave ramsey's financial peace university yeah and they also have a program for kids. Yes. The kids program worked better for us. And the kids loved the books. Mm -hmm. I thought they were cheesy. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. But the kids loved them. Yeah. They were young. Mm -hmm. And it's good for like, I'd say five-year-olds and up. Right. It just teaches them how to spend wisely. Yeah. And it, they also talk about tithing first because Dave's a Christian. Mm -hmm. And his top priority is that. Right. Is teaching, well... He calls it a ministry. Yeah. But teaching God over money. Right. Um, anything else that would be good? Um, honestly, though, if you have such struggles or big struggles with finances, I would go see somebody, like a financial counselor. Oh, yeah. Um, you and Caroline had to consolidate loans or debt. Am I right? Uh... I, I honestly don't remember. I know that when we got divorced, we had twenty grand in credit card debt. And you split the debt. And we split the debt. We said, yeah. hey, you take 10, well, I'll take 10. Okay, that's not real. That's not a huge amount. No, it's not. Honestly. No. I would give anything to be 20000 in debt oh right now. Oh, gosh. You know how easy that would be to pay I know. off? I know. Seriously. Yeah. Chunk at a time, buddy. Yeah. Um, back to what you were saying, the credit cards, though. Um, good grief, man. Be careful with those things. Be very careful. Yeah. Uh, you know, in college, I signed up for a credit card with a, a limit of $500. And, you know, I would, uh, I, you know, it was for emergencies. Yeah, me too. You know, which meant beer and pizza and anything else I wanted that I would classify as an emergency. Um, but I always had the thought, you know, hey, it's, it, you know, I can charge it up right now because when I graduate, I'm going to have a great paying job and just pay it off. And... You know, our, our mentality on credit cards, you know, it's it's so easy to just swipe a piece of plastic yep. uh, because you don't feel anything. You don't, the, the, the money's not gone from your bank account, you know, yeah. and, and it's just, they're just extremely dangerous. Well, and I remember, when, and I've probably said this before, but my dad, my mom and dad both would tell me, if you can't pay for it with the money you have in your bank account, mm -hmm. your check, then you don't need it. Right. You don't need it. Right. If you have to rely on plastic right. to get it, you don't need it. Right. And I, I that's how I live. Mm -hmm. I remember my roommate, one of my college roommates, decided that I needed to get a fish aquarium. 
And I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. And I'm not talking a little one. I'm talking like a gigantic 50-gallon. Yeah. With this these fish. I don't know. He was loaded. His family was full of money. Yeah. And he was like, Jack, you need to go get a fish aquarium. Mm-hmm. So I did. Yeah. What in the world was I thinking? Mm-hmm. That was the very first thing I put on a credit card. And it was not cheap. And I had to pay it off. Thank God I had a job. But yeah. It was like... That's the dumbest thing I've ever done. I didn't need those fish. Yeah. And I had to carry it everywhere I went after I moved. I don't like him for that. You know, Daniel. A lot of uh, a lot of people say, well, you can't live life now without a credit card. You have yeah. to have a credit card. We have no credit cards. We didn't before we had these two businesses that failed. No. No. We never we had the Sam's card, but it was because they wouldn't take our debit card right. at one time. So yep. when we started and we didn't write checks to them. Mm-hmm. So we had that, but we paid it off like weekly right. if we had to go get something. Mm-hmm. And then we had that same old credit card I'd had since 1993 mm-hmm. at Mizzou, my emergency card. And we had that until we maxed it out trying to keep our businesses open. Yeah. And now that card's like, hey, yo. Yeah. You went bankruptcy? But, I mean, credit cards are bad news. You it guys, is. You guys know that. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons we had to file. Yeah. We thought we had to file. Right. Again, they will work with you if you want to get out of them. Yes. If you want to settle with them, they'll take something over nothing. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Yes. Also, building up the credit, I think that's the biggest hoax I have ever in my life heard. You should not buy something, even a vehicle. If you have to purchase it on credit, mm-hmm. if your credit score cannot get you what you want, you don't need it. Yeah. House included. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, well, to even to rent a place, you have to have credit. I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I rented all kinds of places. Yeah. I had one credit card that was never used and still managed to lease several places to live. Yeah. It's crap. So let's not worry about credit. So just be careful with them careful with those quit your secret spending tithe put your money in one pot Mm -hmm. that just still flies all over me yeah that you cannot have a marriage without completely being one all over the place right you might as well live in separate houses i'll say if your money is if if you and your spouse's money are in separate accounts then you're roommates you're not married you're roommates no complete roommates yeah and again you don't even have to live in the same house Mm mm-hmm why would you? You're not paying for everything. Right. That's irritation. So. Anything else we didn't hit on? It's dark in here. It is. I can't see anything. I think we've hit about everything. Okay. I mean, if there's one thing we have become experts on, it's how to be poor. Right. And how to weather that. Yeah, we're great at being poor. Because... And to be just blunt, I think it was in the middle of last year when our stresses started just overwhelming us. Mm-hmm. Uh, money stresses, right. not anything yeah. else. That's all we had that stresses out. And they had gotten in the way of our relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I couldn't even speak to each other. We, we were constantly, that's back when I got the ulcer. Yeah. But I mean, we, we weren't fighting. No, no, no. Or arguing. We're, it was just there was so much, just financial tension, stress. There was no room for a connection between the two of us. Yeah. It was like we were going through the motions, mm-hmm. and when we had been so full of life, our marriage had been. I mean, mm-hmm. just fun and yeah. relaxed, and 
2017 is what I'm talking about, yeah. not 18, but that year, the fact that we actually both came through that without having a heart attack mm-hmm. or just completely going off the deep end right. is a true testimony to God's faithfulness because yeah. that we shouldn't have survived that. Mm-hmm. It was a bad, bad, bad year. Yeah, I agree. But the one thing that I, I did, I don't know about you, but I leaned more on you and I, I, I wanted you to be more or I prayed that you would be more secure mm-hmm. so I didn't have to be yeah. because I was at the point that I, I wasn't Yeah. and all over money just stupid money Yeah. it's like I mean, this whole financial crap we've gone through it's taken friends from us. Mm-hmm. It stripped us of everything. Yeah. Dignity being mm-hmm. one of the first. Oh, yeah. And it's like, why? Why was your dignity found in this money? Mm-hmm. Why was your peace found in these relationships that are no longer there? Yeah. Well, because they got in the way. Yeah. They got in the way of what we should have been pointed to in the first place. God should have been our biggest priority, and He was not. Or somebody, ought to, somebody ought to write a book about that. I don't know. Yeah, but we both, we both have been taught that we had way too much importance on something we despised in the first place. Yeah, way too much importance, and yeah. to get to us, He cleaned us out of everything. Oh yeah, I mean, my biggest problem, and and the you know the book I just talked about i just finished writing a book that's we gonna talked be, about last yeah episode. published pretty soon but the main thing in there is that when we were doing really really well um i i completely stopped depending on god we didn't need him we didn't need him because we had tons of money it's not that we pushed him out of our picture but we did he was a very small sliver yeah of our lives yeah and and i say in my book it wasn't even a cognitive choice hmm. it just happened um you know that's just that's how fallen and sinful we are mm. you know when when something comes up and you know like if if uh uh you know if you win the lottery um you know that's that's probably going to hurt your relationship with god Oh. More than anything in this well, world. Well, you don't need him, need him anymore. Right. You've got everything you want. But, yeah, back when we were doing well, I mean, my my faith vanished. Uh, my dependency on God vanished. Um, my trust in God vanished because I didn't have to trust him for anything. No. And, you know, because of all that, he cleaned us out. You know, he took away everything. Because he wants us. Right. To get me back to him. Right. That's the one thing that we all need to remember, and this has nothing to do with money, but listen to me. He doesn't need us. He needs nothing from us, Mm -hmm. but he wants us. Yeah. And that is incredible. Yeah. Something, we are not even close to being worthy of that kind of desire from a God like him. and Or the only God, thank you. But he wants us. And so he'll do everything that will hurt you. Mm-hmm. He'll do it for your good. Yeah. Because your good is found in him. I was going to say, if there is anything in your life that 
puts a wedge between you and God, he's going to get rid of it. And it's going (laughs) to, and it's going to be painful. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're done. We're done with the pain. Yeah. I mean, we, we've both gotten to the point where we're like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. It just like, just like when you discipline your own children and the pain that you go, they go through that. Well, you know, they'll get over it. Well, we will too. Yeah. God does that just to bring us back to him. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've been going through this. Mm -hmm. And we know that. Yeah. And it's not over. No. And we, I mean, I, every day I get up and I have to, every single day, I have to say, it's all yours. Yeah. It's yours. I don't want the fear. I don't care about the money. You lead us the way we need to go and we'll get there. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I, I still look at, the next week mm-hmm. and the next month I've stopped and the next year and, and just shrug and go I don't know I don't, know. I, I don't I, know I don't but he does yeah he knows what we need yeah and I will, I'll just say this before we're done because it's all I need to we need to cut it off soon but right. I remember and I've told you this several times that Brady was preaching our pastor was preaching a sermon last summer I think it was and it was a breaking point for both of us. Like, that's when we first started realizing how fallen away we had mm-hmm. we'd become. Yeah. And we, it was the same stinking service that Robbie had that song played. It was a, it was a very emotional sermon. Mm-hmm. But Brady was talking about something. And the one thing he kept saying over and over, and he said it to exactly... The, exactly the way I pictured God saying it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we go to him and we're we're begging, we're in that the state of begging mm-hmm. and despair, and God just looks at us and says, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And when he said that, I still can't think about it without wanting to throw up because I got to the point where I'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He knows yeah. everything we need. Mm-hmm. We don't have to question him. And... From that minute on, I have worked... Well, actually, I haven't done anything. God's mm-hmm. done it all. Yeah. But it's gotten easier to sleep. It's gotten easier to breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten easier to remember that I have no control. And I don't want it. Yeah. Because I can, when I control things, it falls to crap. Right. So. Yep. We've also stopped, or we need to stop. Or trying to rely on rescues because we've been rescued over and over and over, mm-hmm. and we've blown every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And and we both of us have said the last few things we've touched as far as like income wise, mm-hmm. it's just turned to crap. Yeah. So we're gun shy. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, this truck is this truck is something he wanted for us though, because there's so much that's happened inside that. Dump I was truck. gonna say it, yeah dump truck's been a necessity not only for income but for as a as a way for him to actually communicate to me and yeah. get through rusty's so. the kind that's constantly thinking about something yeah i mean like well anything always thinking and in that dump truck i mean it's monotonous mm-hmm. so there's really not a lot of thinking to go on and it got you quiet yeah hey speaking before we wrap it up real quick um I uh, I'm gonna start a 
<laughs> I'm going to start a new series that will be on YouTube. We'll link it all up. Uh, yeah, we'll link it all up. But it's gonna it's gonna talk about it's gonna be specifically um, predictive Bible prophecy. He's a very Rusty's very knowledgeable. I've, in the uh, yeah, prophecy. I've studied Bible prophecy. I mean, thoroughly. It's it's something I've never not that I don't understand it, but I've never been like drawn to it. Yeah. But it's. Every bit of it, it, it's so funny to watch every single bit play out the way the Bible says it's going to. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've studied it very, very carefully and in depth for the past 11 years. You know, if you ever wonder why there's never been a revision of the Bible or added chapters, because it was done. Yeah. And God finished it. Yeah. And everything in there, oh, it's not finished. Mm-hmm. There's things that are going to happen coming up. Yeah. And Rusty knows about it, so. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys about it. It's. What are we going to call it? I, I don't know. I haven't. We haven't decided on a name yet. But I told uh, him last night this is something he needs to do. Yeah, but it's it's incredible stuff. And if you're not that familiar with Bible prophecy, I mean, there's things going on in this world right now that completely line up with the Bible that the Bible's told us is going to happen. Anyone that's interested in like conspiracy theory things. Yeah. It's the same kind of brain that would like prophecy. Right. Except this stuff's true. It's real. Yeah. It's not conspiracies. It's, but if you like that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. I want to encourage everybody to watch. I'm going to watch it. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get to see what you do while I'm not there. Yeah. So we'll put that. We do have a website that's Jack and Rusty, J E K and Rusty dot com. And we're going to, we can link all this stuff up on there. Oh, yeah. That's where you can find the Love You Anyway shirt. I love you anyway shirts. I mm-hmm. haven't done anything with that in a couple of weeks. Right. But that's where those are. My book will be on there. His book will be on there once it's caught, the copies are printed. And then uh, and the prophecy the thing prophecy. will be. On. Yeah. So look, God has worked in us. Mm-hmm. It may not seem like we've done anything in the past year other than sit here and sweat it out. Yeah. And be faithful to him, but he has worked in us. Mm-hmm. He's gotten us. He's well. He's opened our mouths. Yeah. And I think that's what he's been trying to do for the last fifteen years. Yeah. So. And you know, in the in in the future, when you open up your uh, your phone and you check the news and all that, and you see that Damascus has been obliterated, um, remember you heard it here first. You know, just a spoiler alert. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> Yep. If you just read your Bible. That's right. Read it. Get you on the truth. Isaiah 17 tells you the same thing, but uh, we're about to see it happen. So. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I don't want to get off on that. This was supposed to be about money, and I guess it was, but yeah. you were taken to church today, baby. That's right. I feel like we did a really good job today. Yeah. It woke me up. Yeah. Well, seeing as we went to bed at like 2.30 well, in the morning. That's another business. That's what happens when kids aren't here. Okay, anyway. so we'll talk about that the next episode. Yeah. Missy, you want to do that next? Yeah, let's do that next. Give us something to look forward to. That's right. I mean, it's all coming down to that anyway. I like it. I know you do. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. But you are pretty. So are you. (laughs) Talk to you next time. Yeah, bye.